Your news, your views, your values. This is WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM. The candidates for the U.S. Senate in Florida will debate on Tuesday evening, and you can listen to it live on WMNF. We'll broadcast a debate between Marco Rubio and Val Demings on our HD3 channel, The Source, from 7 until 8 o'clock Tuesday evening. You can listen on an HD radio or on the WMNF app or at WMNF.org. Here comes the sun, here comes the sun, I say, Hello, and welcome to the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF Tampa 88.5, where every Monday at 11, we bring you conversation with local experts on sustainable issues. I am Annie Ellis, and our guest host today is Kitty Wallace. Hey, good morning, Annie. Good morning, Kitty. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. It's great. I love to see her anywhere. We, we <laughs> saw each other at Shell's the other day. It was right. just great. It, like all of a sudden, poof, there yep. you are. Gardeners, love them. Uh, and today, we are talking with Dave uh, Himmelfarb, a professor uh, and instructor of environmental service or studies at Eckerd College at St. Pete Center. We're addressing uh, food equity and the planting of edible food in an urban farm atmosphere. So stay tuned as we promote a balance of people, profit, and planet. Kitty? Good morning. (laughs) She's she's a new host. (laughs) This morning we have with us uh, Dave Hemmels. Himmelfarb. Himmelfarb. And he's instructor of environmental studies and faculty director of the Eckerd College Community Farm. So I'm really excited to hear more about that. He teaches courses on food, environmental sustainability, and social justice at Eckerd College and coordinates the educational programs and the community outreach for the campus farm. He's trained as an environmental anthropologist. We love environmental anthropologists. Those are really... That's cool a nice people. combo. Isn't yes, it, it yeah. absolutely is. Um, we know um, Dr. Rebecca Zarger at USF very well. She's fantastic. Uh, Dave has conducted field work on food security and ru- rural livelihoods in Uganda and Vietnam. And as a 2022 23 faculty fellow with the Eckerd College and St. Pete Center for Social Impact and Civic Engagement, Dave is working with community partners to build a knowledge hub that will support local efforts to make the Tampa Bay food system a more sustainable and more just one. Can you give us a little bit of background about the uh, where the Eckerd Community College Farm came from? Yeah, the Eckerd College Community Farm. Big mouthful. It is. <laughs> um, but oh, by it, the way, he's live in the studio. Yes, we're so. all alive. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Uh, yes, the Eckerd College Community Farm, it was started as a an initiative by students in 2010. Um, the, the garden club began, basically cleared a field in the middle of our athletics area. Uh, it was just grass and nobody was really doing anything. And they had gotten some provisional uh, approval to, to just set up some raised beds. And that over the years um, grew to um, about an acre size. Oh, We've nice. got half of an acre in annual vegetables and half an acre in uh, as a perennial food forest, or at least food forest in, in process. It's really mm-hmm. ideal being in the middle of campus like that yeah. because you've got the baseball field on one side and what, what's on the other? Something? Well, there's a soccer field. Soccer field. There's the water treatment plant on the other side of the, the fence, but we have also a pretty large area for our composting system. And that's great. Yeah. So you have a pretty active group of, of students that are, how, how many students do you have? That's in, right. Yeah, involved? we have, 
We have 20 student employees. Uh-huh. Have, that includes student farmers, two farm ambassadors who, are, who work directly with me, uh, Liam and Aaron, uh, work directly with me to lead tours and help facilitate some of the educational programs out there. And then we have a farm photo intern as well. Farm, wait, hold up. Farm photo. Farm photo intern. So we, we realized when we were getting started as the, the, um, the community farm on campus that being able to reach students and also community members was really super important, but it was hard to do via email. And so we realized pretty early on that our social media and pri- primarily our, our uh, Instagram account right. was uh, was going to be a really important way that we could show what we're doing and also to uh, to honor the the great work that the students are doing um, every day. So to celebrate that that broccoli or whatever, right? <laughs> exactly that that moment where they're they're they've got their hands in the dirt and their worms are crawling around it, and uh, right. it, it's a joyful experience for sure. That sounds good to us when you say worms crawling around, but I know that. Like a lot of people are going, ooh, are you kidding me? Well, you know, it's so funny. Sometimes we have students who say that we, they're coming out there for class and they say, I'm not getting to get dirty. Oh, wow. And then the ones who say that are almost invariably the ones that you see with with their hands up to their elbows in the dirt and they change their tune. So Really so, quickly, yeah, probably. It's, it's a lot of fun. That's, yes. That is funny. Well, once they see that there are other people that haven't keeled over dead from putting their hands in the dirt, it's all like, oh, this this could work for me. <laughs> well, Annie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, can you name those, uh, the people that you said that are helping you? I know you have a farm, uh, a real farmer. Yes, that, we do. Farmer John Preto. Right. Farm manager. And then he manages. And then you said you had two other people. What would you call them? I have farm ambassadors. Farm ambassadors. Sure. What is that? I just sure. see that with a big uh, sheet on the front of them saying <laughs> farm ambassadors. I know. Like I know. homecoming queen. That's right. Farm That's right. Exactly. It, it is, a, it, it is a, an auspicious post. But uh, <laughs> we have um, two, Aaron Chamelis and Liam Naylor Comiate. They're both students, and one is a senior, one is is a junior. And um, they help lead tours, and they've taken some classes with me, whether it was my Intro to Environmental Studies course or my Food and Sustainability course. Um, Aaron, in particular, has been involved in the project since since the beginning, since before it was officially the uh, Eckerd College Community Farm, when it was still a student gardener, uh, student garden. And um, they come and help lead tours, um, when also if we've got a class that comes out um, to do a work day or something, they can help arrange the tools and make sure people know mm-hmm. what they're doing. So they're, they're really the educational bridge between the, the production work and our educational programs. Because every week we've got a variety of different classes that come out for their coursework on the farm, whether that's part of a, an assignment or it's part of just the, the class itself. So my food and sustainability class meets every Friday on the farm. We have Fridays on the farm and um, we do a variety of different kinds of projects, <laughs> uh, including we, the, um, shout out to our, our students who have worked really hard to clear this whole 28 circular um, area for the three sisters bed. So corn, beans okay. and squash in a kind of an indigenous Native American exactly. style garden. And uh, But they do all kinds of other things like that. So every, every week we have that. That's really interesting because then what you just did is you just threw in the cultural aspect of it mm-hmm. uh, with the indigenous, which, you know, it's what is this whole month, this indigenous month. That's uh, right. So that's, that's a fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, that now, with that in mind, you said these are students that are your ambassadors. So, 
Uh, that means that you have to change up every four years, or how does that work Probably for you? every two years. Every two? Is that what it is? <laughs> well, we're in year two. Oh, is so that? Far. Well, that was my other question. Yes. So it transitioned from community garden to farm That's right. ju- in just two years. Man, yes. you guys have done a lot. Yes, two years. last year was our first year as officially the, the community farm. Okay. We've been working towards formalizing the space and hiring a farm manager for almost five years. Wow. Uh, but it took a long time to get everybody on board to figure out what the process is because there this is a project that touches campus life and student life but it also has the office of sustainability it also has academic programs it's everybody under one roof and not all institutions are really set up for that so you had to write your own script for that because there wasn't one before right we had to write our own job descriptions the whole thing yeah yeah there there wasn't really anything um, analogous to this and we're still figuring it out sure yeah i'm sure there's going to be a lot of learning curves on that but you know uh then it will be set then people will know what to do. And probably people will be able to use this at other schools on the format that you're designing currently. I would think so. And and we're in touch with a lot of different uh, campus farms around the country. There are over mm-hmm. 300. Really? Yeah, That's fantastic. Which is pretty amazing. But they all take different forms and are different sizes. Some, I was over at the Sustainable Agriculture Education Association meetings in Ohio this summer at OSU. And um, Ohio State University has a student farm that's I think, six or seven acres. Wow. It's huge. Oh. Um, and it's entirely run by students. But um, we have other, other partners um, up at Emory College, Oxford, mm-hmm. and we visited them, and Warren Wilson. So we have relationships with lots of different oh, kinds nice. of campus farmers. And, uh, and we're, we're working on um, really just trying to, to develop ways to make it work. Yeah. Yes. I have a question about your produce, what you are producing. What are you doing with that? Well, that's a great question, and, and that's something that people... You're developing. Often, well, we're, we're working on it. <laughs> Always. Um, but but um, primarily, most of our produce goes directly to our cafeteria. So we have oh. a close relationship with our food service okay. provider, Bon Appetit. Okay. And so they purchase food from us and... And cook it in. That's our, in our a kitchens. great restaurant. Too, yeah. So by the, the way. they've been doing. So they've been doing some really, really excellent um, mm-hmm. stuff. Really interesting things. And um, and then also the volunteers take some home. Right. That's okay, nice. Then. Well, you have one of your uh, missions as um, equity food equity. So mm-hmm. I was wondering, are you beginning to approach that? Uh, systematically, or is that part? It's all an active part of your farm. Well. When we talk about the Eckerd College community farm, we put community right at, at the middle because what we wanted to do was not only to serve the Eckerd College community, but also to think about the community outside of our campus walls. And that's always been very important to me. Um, some years ago, before we started the, the campus farm, I was, uh, I, I was a co-founder of, of an internship program called the Tampa Bay Food Justice and Sustainability Internship Program with some coll- colleagues at UF IFAS and uh, at the Edible Peace Patch. And so what we did was we, we would put students at different organizations um, for an internship, but then we would bring, come together at different sites mm-hmm. and get a real sense of all the amazing work that different organizations are doing. Because you can't separate food justice and sustainability. Right. They have to come together. Mm-hmm. And so what we're trying to do now is to really support the work that people are already doing. So we're working closely with Robin Clemens over at the Daystar Life Center. I was going to ask if you knew Robin. Yes, <laughs> yes. She, we have a, a really wonderful relationship with yeah. her. And um, actually one of our student farmers, who was a student farmer this year, he's now an intern there supporting what she's doing. Wonderful. Uh, 
so that, that's a lot of what we're doing. We also have educational programs. Um, student groups from outside of, of campus come. We just gave a big tour to the Sustainable Urban Agriculture Coalition yes. a couple oh, weeks yeah, ago. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's you nice. Had, you had Bill and the whole SUAC crew over yeah. yes. there. They, um, Bill, Bill Bilodeau has been, yeah. uh, been a part of things um, yes. since, uh, well, basically since 2010 or even before. Yes. This is exciting. It's amazing. You know, it's it is incredible because each one of those groups has a different perspective on what is going on in their garden. So then when they have learned something, then they're sharing it with you and vice versa. That's a wonderful thing. I, you know, when you were talking about the places up uh, not in Florida, I was thinking about how, you know, of course, the weather is so different from each uh, place that has that and uh, how we are able to you know, we can't grow a lot of stuff in the summertime except focus on the food forest and, and soil preparation. So uh, I'd like to know a little bit about your food forest and, you know, what you're doing with that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, so you can either work against nature or you can work with it. <laughs> that is <laughs> <Right>? true. <laughs> so true. And, uh, and so um, we try to work as much with naturally occurring ecological processes as, as we possibly can. And um, so uh, as a border around our, even our annual production, we've got a, um, a very biodiverse set of native plants um, in addition to perennial tree crops and things like that. Um, so lots of a good mixture. But our food forest, students began planting that probably six or seven years ago. Oh, we have, very we have good. over 50 different kinds of fruit trees now. Wow. Um, but they weren't always the most intentional about where exactly things go, right? Mm-hmm. Right plant, right place. Wasn't and where, and where's the water? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and where's the? Is it going to make shade for something you don't want to have shade on? Right. Yes. So, yeah. so, um, but we've been trying to work towards more of a permaculture closed canopy food forest model, where or orchard model, where we we plant. Uh, plant guilds of guilds of plants that work together really well. Right. So shallow rooted, deep rooted, long term, um, short term, all these things together um, to try to mimic the the functioning of, of a natural forest, right? That's to create lovely. habitat and um, to promote soil health and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so learning the filtered light systems and that sort of thing. That's Wonderful. I, I haven't been over there, but I think I need to take a trip. You're welcome anytime. <laughs> Thank right. you. I've been watching um, and noticing the student garden uh, from a few years ago, which you've inherited and enhanced in, into the community farm. But I was aware of them as a um, co-founder uh, of the Coalition of Community Gardens. Yeah. I keep in touch with lots of gardens, and I've been to visit Robin at uh, Daystar. And so I noticed that information you're relatively close geographically and i was thinking well let me find out who these people are we need to we need to you know make friends and um you know because it was all student led there wasn't really a point of contact and so that's yeah I'm, I can see now by putting it together within the university structure it will bring stability yeah that's something that we've been really thinking about hard for a long time because i know i've worked with so many wonderful people in st pete who have been doing great work with with the community gardens, but you know for whatever reason, you know they get really in- invested, and then they have to move away or something else happens, yes. and all that deep knowledge of how to garden in that specific place, mm-hmm. which you're talking about, is so important, um, fell off. So that was another thing that we were hoping to try to support was to be 
hopefully use the the consistency and sustain you know institutional sustainability right. of the college to support these other community right. groups that are, are are also doing similar things, but can't don't always have the resources to keep information. Um, yeah, in one place to document that that's that's the hard part, isn't it? It's like somebody's been working that garden for a really long time, and they know so many, many, many things that the next gardener would benefit from if they have that document. But yeah, I guess with the college atmosphere, y'all are able to do a lot more of that. And we have a high turnover. You know, the students yeah. come yeah. in and come and go, and so I try to build in some of that institutional sustainability into my classes too. So the Three Sisters um, Corn, Beans, and Squash Garden that my food and sustainability class last year set up, at the end of that project, I had the students come together and write a letter to the next generation Very good. Of, of students to just create that connectivity over time. Yeah. And, uh, and to learn, because, you know, gardening is about making mistakes and trying to learn about them. It becomes I, personal, too. Yes, yeah, so yeah. and it takes leadership that, that you're providing to make those bridges and yes. make that, that connection. So that's great. I know that other student-led gardens... It's, it's challenging to go from one year to the next year because so many people have changed. Yeah, and they're also young, too, yeah. you know, so they have just barely learned some right. of them. You <laughs> now, know. what do you see? I'm curious to see how, how what your observations are with the, the kids that are the 18, 19, 20-year-olds. What is their general attitude toward being a part <coughs> of, a, of a garden and being a gardener? Well, I can say that it has been incredibly popular. So all of our classes uh, that that feature work on the on the garden um, have waiting lists as long as the there are a number of seats, um, and that that goes for my classes, but many others as awesome. as well. We have um, you know more people uh, applying for the jobs than than we have, but we also have. I mean, I I can just think about. My class last year, 8.20 in the morning, which is not a, a historically popular time for 18 to 21-year-olds. <laughs> it's not for me Or either. even, yeah, exactly, <laughs> even, even professors too. Um, but I had students showing up early and before an That's 8.20 exciting. class to get started and then staying two, three hours later. Wow. Right? So I think what that, that suggests is there's a real hunger for yeah. um, that kind of work and, and learning practical skills, but yeah. also being able to put them into the broader context mm-hmm. of why are we making these kinds of decisions? What is the broader ecological, social implications of right. doing things this way? And right. how does that contrast with what we see um, elsewhere. The big picture, not the short term. Yeah. You know what? We have a call. She left. Oh. I was too short on uh, getting my call. If you want to call back, though, I'll promise I'll get you on the air, whomever you were. So, uh, so I want to ask about the banana boat or the banana uh, trike, the yes. bike trike, whatever it yeah. is. I think what? that's wonderful. Yes. Yes, that was a really uh, a fun idea that came out of our work last year. We we have a lot of bananas. And uh, that's been one of our, our really successful crops. We've got maybe five different kinds of, of bananas out there. And we wanted ways of, of sharing them with our community. So we refurbished a tricycle. And we have students, when we have ripe bananas, go and, and um, provide free bananas to our community. Oh, we, have, awesome. we have the caller, I hope, back. So let me answer that. Wait a nope. We're waiting. This is not what I normally do. Kenny does this all the time. So I am a newbie 
at the screen. Well, I think it's really fun that you have different varieties of bananas because lots of times, like at the Tampa Heights Community Garden, we inherited somebody's banana bush and uh, plant. Did, did it produce? And, and, oh, yes. Oh, but, good. you know, it, it's had all its babies and they have all produced, but it's all came from this one. So we're, we, so tell us about the different varieties the of bananas. Diversification. So, yeah. and, and that also happened to us. Uh, <laughs> so the, the bananas that we had first inherited, I think maybe even Bill Billito provided them. Uh-huh. It was one, it was a dwarf Cavendish, I think. Yeah, that's um, what we have. Or, and, and then students realized that you can propagate them. Yes. And it's so fun to dig up a pup and move it in a new place and now you have a new stand of bananas. Yes. So over the years, we've been trying to diversify. Um, in fact, we've got a giant red banana. We've got some ice cream bananas. Oh, nice. Um, and... And a, a handful of others, but we'd really like what we really like to do, and and I'm not sure exactly when this is going to happen. But this is another idea that we're going to do is, in the same vein of like a seed swap, yep. have a banana swap, a community <laughs> banana swap where everybody can dig up their suckers and to enhance agrobiodiversity in in a community positive kind of way. Okay, I believe I can answer now. So let's give this a shot. Jerry, are you on the air? Yeah. Yay! I did yeah, it. Thanks for thanks for taking my. I, can't, I know y'all are excited, but yes. you're going to be interactive. You got to be interactive. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> right. Well, we didn't have a lot of calls, so it's not like a lot of things were messed I up. I know, I know, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying, ladies. <laughs> so, what do you have to say today, Jerry? What here's, you got? Here's, here's what I have: two things, and you can take your pick on this. Okay, so the call the the gentleman can take his pick on this. One. The first thing I was going to call about was soil science and the importance of soil science and the and the foundation of soil. Absolutely. The foundation of our system, right? Yes, exactly. So he can either choose that or he can choose, he briefly talked about permaculture, which is permanent agriculture from Bill Mollison, who's getting up there. He's, going, he's not going to be around forever. So Bill Mollison is the father of permaculture. So yes. you you choose what you want to I think do. we can talk you about both of us. Yeah, both of us are valid. Also, so soil science and Bill Mollison and what is just a brief summary of what it's about so people know what it's about. Thank you, Jerry. And, and I'm going to say and I'm going to say and this is not a knock, but I've always always had an issue with the term sustainability because I uh. think it's and I think it's now again. I'm, this is not. What's well, a thirty-year-old show? So it, it's a, it's okay, <laughs> but it's but it's nebulous. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's nebulous. So sure. I think I think, and I think you have to deal with it. I think mm-hmm. you have to deal with it. So permaculture okay. means permanent agriculture. Sustainability. It's like it's like what is it really? Well, mean? we talk about more things than just agriculture. I know, I know. Yeah, that's okay, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a it's a focusing, and if you're talking about kids, and if you're talking about focus. And if you're talking about solving problems, you have to kind of narrow it down. Yeah, right? today that's what we're talking about is about right. soil right. and food and, and, and growing and, and, things. And I, and I love the accent. Oh, well, I just can't change it. It just comes it with me. It just comes with, with me. That's right. I'm from there. I'm from there. So I don't have an accent. Uh, that's <laughs> right. What accent? Jerry. All right, let's, let's hear Thank what you, Jerry. Let's, listen, let's listen to our have expert today. Have a good day. Thank Appreciate you. your call. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. 
Well, I guess I'll pick up on that idea of sustainability as a notoriously squishy oh, term. Oh, you know what? Oh, Before what? we go that way, I have not reintroduced ourselves, and this is something we are supposed to do very regularly. And uh, I am Annie Ellis, and you're listening to the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF Tampa 88.5. Today's guest is Dave, uh, Dr. Dave Himmelfarb, professor and instructor of environmental studies at Eckerd College at St. Pete Center. We also have Kitty Wallace as our guest host. Hi, good morning. And we're addressing food equity, teaching and planting edible food. If you want to be part of this conversation, please give us a call at 813-239-9663. 813-239-9663. I promise I'll answer it. Uh, or send us an email at dj at wmnf.org and we'll read it on the air. Okay, now let's talk. All right. Well, so we were, we were your last caller was talking about sustainability and taking issue with this idea of, mm-hmm. of the term sustainability because what it does it mean. Yeah. And so it's notoriously squishy term, right? It what is. does it mean? And some people have used it in ways that would be maybe not how we think about sustainability from an ecological standpoint or a social perspective or even an economic perspective. Um, and I think about this a lot. We, we call ourselves a sustainable farm, but the way that we talk about sustainability, I think is really important. It is nebulous, but on the other hand, that that ability to discuss it um, gives that that flexibility give, gives us a little bit of room to decide what it means and to talk about what it means. So we, we we talk about sustainability as a process rather than as a switch you can flip on or off. But sustainability is this iterative process where you're reflecting on what you're you've done, where, why you're doing it. Um, and then what are its, its implications? And then how is it working? And then, and then if it's not working well for that moment, then you need to change. So, you know, with, with sustainability on our farm, we're thinking about how are we using water resources? You uh-huh. mentioned, Kitty, mm-hmm. the importance of water. And it's a global problem, but it's an acute problem for gardeners here in the, the Tampa Bay area right. because you can't really establish plants without, without water. So you got to think about where that water is coming uh-huh. from. How, how often? How often? Yeah. And then how um, how you can maybe <laughs> reduce your inputs or use that that water more efficiently. And uh-huh. so you know we're working within an institutional framework where there's water established in various places. So we we trying to you have to work with what you inherit, and then try to work towards a more um, responsible or efficient. Yeah, way because of using it, over it becomes time. not sustainable. That's what it is. Is that that any kind of sustainability situation has to be more fluid uh, for you to be able to adjust to it. So that makes perfect sense. Right, and in a, in a changing world with climate change and everything. Well, like yeah, that, and being our able to our deal is, is called a balance of people, profit, and planet. So I mean, these are all considerations. So for sure. And I think your caller also mentioned the importance soil. of soil science. Oh yes, um, and 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 permaculture and soil is is the the foundation of everything that we do. Right, <laughs> building a healthy soil, um, the the community of abiotic and and um, and biotic components like living creatures in the soil. The the soil that we began with was sand. Yes, like, like most people in, in this area, in Florida, <laughs> it, it's sand, right, with a little bit of iron in it, um, but. We really have been building that soil over time and thinking about how we can enhance the soil. And so some people talk about 
uh, regenerative agriculture. That's big in many parts of, of the country. The idea of regenerating landscapes that have been eroded by, by previous farming techniques. But we're actually in the business of generative farming, right? Of actually building um, soil good. or anthropogenic soils from, from the beginning. And so we take a lot of inspiration from not just permaculture, but many of the other traditions. So I'm an anthropologist and I've done work all around the world. And one thing that I continually impressed by is the diversity of indigenous farming systems and ecological right. knowledge all around. It's not just what we're doing here in the United States or Europe, um, but all around the world, people have been interacting in a dynamic way with their environments and many times in a positive way, which is really kind of inspiring, mm-hmm. I think, for, for, for many of us who spend our time thinking about the environmental problems of the world. It's it can so be discouraging. It, and, but it, then the land teaches you and the people teach you on what its needs are. Which is really for hundreds of years, they've Absolutely. been coming up with solutions and they either worked or they didn't yeah. work. So the ones that worked were sustainable. And used again and again. <laughs> yes. And then if not, then, okay, let's, what's the other idea kind of a deal? Yeah. So that's fabulous. Well, I use... Uh, have my favorite phrase that a good garden starts with good soil. Yes. I have a youth gardening class in Tampa Heights on Tuesday afternoons, and I always start with that. And because, uh, you know, kids are coming from school, they've spent six hours being quiet and walking mm-hmm. in the line and so forth. I usually try to get them to holler and jump up and down. <laughs> That's a good idea, Kitty. <laughs> so I have them do the good, a good garden starts with good soil dance, and we just like... <laughs> Who all oh, I need to about see it. this. That's wonderful. <laughs> we should record that. I can see it on uh, uh, being uh, going viral. Yes, yes. Well, we, we'll we'll tr- we'll try. We're going to meet on Tuesday. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, your your college is really a liberal arts college. So you know, I'm I'm curious how you've provided some hooks for some mm-hmm. of the other um, faculty members to see themselves. Interacting with the with the farm, it's absolutely a creative uh, process. I imagine it, it, it <laughs> is, and and not everybody saw it from the very beginning, but um, but some some people really did. I'm thinking of a colleague, Michael Goyette, who teaches in ancient studies. He's a uh, he studies ancient Greek and other oh. things, um, and how people used plants and medicines and toxins and things. And he immediately, as soon as we said we have a farm, we're ready for classes to come out there. He had his class coming out there doing a pro files on the various kinds of plants and mythology. But we've also oh, had communications professors come out and study small, uh, the students are learning about small group communication. So we give right. them small groups of, of tasks and we don't tell them all the way how to do it and they have to figure <laughs> it out. Right. Um, we have um, all kinds that we've had I think we had last year we had 25 different, actually last spring we had 25 different courses from literature, communications, wow. ancient studies, philosophy, art, um, art, but yeah, also biochemistry. Aspect, we had right? biochemistry, well, anthropology, yeah. Um, yeah. environmental studies, of course. Right. Um, <laughs> um, so, but we 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 thought about that at the beginning as what does a liberal arts farm look mm-hmm, like? Right. A liberal arts farm to us means you know we take a holistic perspective to understand food and food production right. from many different angles because everybody eats. Everybody right. eats, and it's economic, it's political, right. it's social, it's historical, cultural, mm-hmm. and uh, and of, of course it's ecological. Yes. The climate change uh, issue has uh, is trying to here in the city of Tampa is having a, a virtual meeting tomorrow at noon. It's on the city of Tampa uh, climate change and equity uh, information, and then there is a meeting uh, in Forest Hills. Are, um, are we doing the events right now? No. Oh, we, we could. 
the, Go ahead. the Forest Hills Community Center. And this is just the specific uh, opportunity for um, residents in the Tampa area to engage with the people that are making decisions about climate change. And I, I hook that together because... You know, gardens and climate change just go together in my mind. Um, but I just wanted to let people know about Also, I want to let you know. Well, can you repeat that first off for the people that weren't ready to get that? I'm go going ahead. to repeat that at the end. Well, uh, okay. okay. And then also just to let you know, I'll put that as a link yes. on our Facebook page. Yes. So all these things, these subjects that we talk about will be linked. So you can just touch that button and get that information. And so it'll be a lot easier for you. So make sure you go to that and and do that. Yes. We never did talk about that banana bike. Yes. I love that thing. So let's talk about that. It, 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 it's really, it's a fun thing that we do. Um, when, when the bananas are ripe and they're ready to go, we snip them off and put them in the basket and, and we have a student, or me actually, sometimes I like to do it too, yes. and just go around and, uh, and offer the bananas to our community members. And it's just so fun when you know people are just walking around doing their thing and you say, would you like a free banana? Really? I can eat this? <laughs> It's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. You know, we have a, a couple of uh, emails and we have a call. So I'm going to take a couple of emails. Hi, Annie and not Kenny, but Kitty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's terrific you're covering this topic today. As your Eckerd College guests heard about the recently announced new college challenge, uh, they are working on a pretty cool charrette and, uh, about uh, climate change and re- resiliency with some public events coming up at the end of the month. Google New College Florida Challenge for more info or go to the website. And I'll put this uh, website on our um, our market. Did you know about that? I haven't heard about that, but well, it sounds amazing. It does. And thanks for, for writing that in so we know. Uh, let me see. I have another one. Let's see. Nope, not that one. And then... Hi, Kitty and Annie from, uh, this is from Desiree Sims. Oh, hey, Desiree. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Kitty and Annie and Doctor from St. Pete. I just wanted to comment on how wonderful it is to hear that the sustainability classes and internships have such an eager energy from st- college students and uh, it's 18 to 20-year-olds. Yeah, eager. That's a good word for it. Uh, to hear the students are showing up early to 820 classes and staying for hours afterwards, uh, that there are wait lists to do hands-on regenerative farm work, et cetera, is very exciting and encouraging. Thank you for doing this and making a space for young folks to learn and do. And she is Peas and Love Edible Gardening, Gardening Coach, Garden Steps. Thank you. And that's Peas, P-E-A-S, and peas. Love. Peas and Love, I yes. love that. Thank you, Desiree, for and calling. Desiree's got two kids in middle school, and they're part of the Imagine uh, museum uh, garden. So, uh, do you interact with the Imagine Museum Garden? I know Lisa Pineda is a garden coordinator there. We have we have interacted with and worked with with Lisa so on lovely. many different kinds so of projects. Lovely. Over the right. summer, she was working with the Midtown Garden Youth Garden, right. and they uh-huh. um, they spent. Well, I that think, is the Midtown Youth Garden. It's at the Imagine Museum. Oh, okay, okay. okay. It's the same thing. So, so they came and and toured our farm. Um, a number of times. I actually think they were there five or six times. Oh, awesome. We have a couple of calls, yeah. so we need to take those. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, this is a Jerry, and I'm thinking it's not the same Jerry, but we'll see. Uh, we'll go with that. Uh, Jerry, are you on the air? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, well, we have another sure. caller, too, so let's be brief. Okay, no, we'll, we'll be brief. So okay. be my last call, I swear. Okay. I promise on my Okay, let's brief. go. So, 
Permaculture Design Manual by Bill Mollison. Have you guys checked it out? Yes, we all are aware of Bill Mollison. But the Permaculture Design Manual, have you looked at it? I have the book. Okay, well... You want us to talk about it a little bit more? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. It's the best document. It is. It's a educational document. I I went to Gainesville, Uh a landscape architectural graduate. They never showed it to us. Oh, wow. Well, there's so many books and so little time. I'm surprised. But this is a major, major, (laughs) it's the best document I've ever seen in my whole life. It is good. My whole life. I'm only 61. Okay. okay. Well, you know Kareen Brennan. Yeah. Listen, listen, Jerry. I'll take it offline. No. Okay. Well, I was just going to interact with you a moment, Jerry, about Kareen Brennan and her permaculture classes. She's he's okay. off. All right. But uh, but then go with Kareen and Jungle Jay's on the line. Hey! Let's get Jungle on. Hey, Jungle Jay. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to see it's your name on you. there. Well, I, I, I and I appreciate you shouting out uh, Corrine and, and, and Jerry. Oh, yeah, all the people. I, I hate to I hate to break his bu- bubble about Bill Mollison not going to be around forever because he died a few years ago. Oh, oh I didn't Well, know. his books will be around forever. Yeah. You're right. It, that, it, well, his legacy will live yeah, on. Yeah, his legacy. And there I, it is. And I'm delighted to hear the program this morning because I have not been in touch with well, I have been in touch with suburban uh, with the Sustainable Urban Agriculture Coalition, but yeah. not enough in, during COVID with the yeah. rest of the wonderful things that are going on down in St. Pete. And I'm delighted to hear about the evolution of uh, Eckerd College's program yes. down there and and the whole cross pollination idea. And so I just like to yeah. to uh, you know make the overture of uh, you know. I fully intend to visit down there. Yay, yes, they're yes, going to love yeah. you and there. I'll tell you with that, uh, D- Dr. Dave would love to come and see your food forest. Yes, that beginning. would be a, a nice yeah. tour for maybe some students, yeah. too. Because they're very fully uh, adult trees. So a very, yeah, uh, fully it's long-term. Term. How long have you been doing that over there, uh, Jungle? Uh, we've been there almost 13 years. Yeah, yeah. so then the, you'll be able to see the, the, the long difference. No, you go ahead. Yeah. Well, it's great to hear from oh, you, yeah. Jay. Always uh, love you. Take care. Here. We'll talk to you well, soon. Well, I, and I love okay. seeing well, the things that you're doing. I wanted to I say. Could, yeah. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. If I could, I'd just like to say to everyone that we will be having a big event on the 5th of November. November. And we'd love to invite everybody. It's from 9 a.m. to noon. Uh-huh. It's a food forest fix-up taste tour. And then we're doing that because on Sunday we'll be uh, we'll be welcoming Afghan refugees. Oh my goodness! To garden with us, courtesy of Jewish Family Community. Oh, very good. Now, can you tell everybody on the air uh, where they'd be going? Yes, uh, we're Deacon Food Forest Gardens. We're on Nursery Road, just blocks west of US 19. Easy to get to. 2470 Nursery Road. It's at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation. It's the Octagon Arts Center. Big Octagon building on the north side. Can't miss it. And I'd love to have everybody come out and see what we've got going on. Uh, participate in our little event on uh, on that Saturday morning. Thank you so much for all that you do. You do so much for the community. Yes. Well, Makes me cry. Thank you. <laughs> A little inspiration <laughs> from Jay. Yeah. 
All right. All right. You take care of yourself, and and we'll see you soon. Try to see you. And I think I think that. Um, that what we're doing is uh, we're going to go ahead and announce our announcements okay, because me, it seems like we're in that mode. Let me just bring up the um, the uh, events and kind of in order um, because this weekend the USF Food Sovereignty Summit is happening. There's a kickoff on Thursday night at USF at the... Uh, William Young Hall, and then on Saturday morning, the USF Food Sovereignty Summit will be all morning at the USF Botanical Gardens from 10 to 1, and there'll be many local resources there, including Sweetwater Organic Farm. Very good. They're going to be here next week. Pasco (laughs) County Food Policy Council, Well-Fed Community, uh, and Eckerd College Oh, very good. Everybody's going to be there. That's right. That's right. So there'll be a whole bunch of of, uh, cool folks, uh, people with dirty fingernails. Um, (laughs) As always, I was just looking at mine. I know. Yeah. (laughs) 10th annual anniversary celebration at the Temple Terrace Community Gardens. Now, Temple Terrace Community Gardens are in three locations. So they're having two different uh, little social gatherings. One is at the Greco Social um, at Greco Middle School on Saturday. And then on Saturday also is the Linwood Garden Social. What time? They will be, uh, it's a coffee and tea at the gardens. You know what? I don't think I wrote You know what? Time. We'll find out yeah, and I'll have that as a link. Thing. Yeah, um, there's also a um, an event at the Plant City Commons Community Garden in seed a seed tape workshop oh. at uh, 2001 uh, Cherry Street and uh, in Plant City, and that will start at 10 o'clock. The Sustany Foundation Green Drinks is happening at the Dog Bar, uh, 2300 South Central Avenue or Central Avenue South, as it is known in St. Pete, <laughs> with the South at the end. And Green Drinks is a, a, a gathering, an informal monthly get-together of folks interested in the environmental issues and sustainability, connecting fun in a, in a uh, casual setting. So Green Drinks at the Dog Bar, Thursday night at 6 o'clock. Um, November 5th, there's a Garden to Table dinner at the Tampa Heights yes. Community Garden. make note of this. That, it's pretty that fabulous. That's pretty fun. We, we just got confirmation that I'll the, be there. the Blake High School Jazz Band will be playing for the cocktail hour. So They're really good, really too. Surprisingly uh, good. They are. They are. Fun stuff. On November 7th, there's going to be a potluck and time banking celebration for the Sustainable Urban Agriculture Coalition in St. Pete at the Enoch Davis Center on 18th Avenue South. And November 10th is the Sustainable Foundation's uh, Sustainable Business Awards. And these are really interesting awards. Yeah. The, the, the folks, if you'll look on the Sustany Foundation Facebook page, they have all the nominees for Sustainable Awards, Sustainable Business Awards, and you will be inspired out of your socks. That's amazing that you mentioned that. I just looked at that last night. Uh-huh. And I was, and it's, of course, all the ones, you know, for this year, for it's this closed. Year's. But then you can, you know, uh, suggest ones that you think should be honored. For definitely. Next for year. next year. Yes. So, and, and the event's going to be at the Tampa Garden Club, which is a real fun place to go to. Oh, that's a beautiful place. Anyway, and there'll be a live band. It's a oh, little wow. pricey, but you know what? How often do you get to support all the businesses that are doing really exemplary that's right. things, uh, uh, sustainable business practices? So yes. I say 
you know, suck it up. Dig into your pockets. (laughs) For a reasonable fee, since we can't mention what those fees are. I also wanted to mention that, you know, uh, Eckerd, excuse me, Eckerd, I'm looking at you. That's why I said it. Uh, Sweetwater Farm is, uh, you know, kicking it up again. And they are actually going to be on here next week. We, uh, I'm thrilled that they're going to be here or maybe on a Zoom, whatever it is. But they are uh, having their market is going to open yes. on, so the the market. Yeah, yeah, on the 30th. Yeah, on the 30th. And Reverend Billy is going to be the musician that's going to be playing music there. So yeah. that ought to be a that's lot of fun. Lot and of it fun. starts at noon. Yes. So I think he plays till three and I think it closes up at four. But it's going to be a great time. And, and if you've never been there, you really should try to make it. It's a beautiful place it and really they're doing is. a lot of work there. Really uh, they're going to build a, a, a camping park there yes. that I just found out that they have the plant, they have the people to help them figure yes, that out. They're, so They're moving ahead with those. Yeah, plans. it's very exciting. <laughs> Let me tell you about a, a sustainable communities workshop, which is in its 17th year, and I have not been able to make it to this. The Sarasota County uh, puts this on, and it is uh, the whole day of, let me see, now it's November. It's the 17th annual, bringing the world together. 17 to years, that's a long yes. time. November, I think it's November 2nd. What is it? Oh, November 1st. Tuesday, November 1st from 8.30 until 4. But they also have a hybrid option. So mm. if you look for Sustainable Communities Workshop, Sarasota, that's actually on Eventbrite, uh, so just to register. So um, I always hear that they have great speakers and they spend a whole year getting this uh, sustainability workshop together. So I know it, it, it's going to be something that, that will be beneficial and then planning for Tampa's tomorrow is the thing <laughs> I mentioned. This is a long one, isn't it? <laughs> uh-huh. This is the in-person session of last week, and then the next one is coming up uh, uh, October 24th at Forest Hill Center, and that is where you get to meet and talk with the people that are planning for tomorrow okay. in terms of climate change. So there you go. That sounds like a wonderful we'll thing. That, and there's a virtual one tomorrow. Yeah, and I'll it'll put be... that on the uh, website. Oh, I mean, very good. Facebook. You're going to help me with that? That's awesome. Yeah. Yay. I love that. Uh, Since we're getting closer towards the end, I really wanted to talk about uh, what you've done, you know, because you were all over the place in different countries. And so if it's through the formal coursework, internships, work study, reflective services, learning, or extracurricular volunteering with the Garden Club, they uh, students participate in every level of production from planting and planting, weeding, harvesting, composting. And I want to see what you have brought to the table from your time. Where was it? In Vietnam? And where was the other place? Uganda. Uganda. (coughs) Yes, because I would think that that tropical landscape would be quite similar, except, of course, our sand, but there's that. So if you could tell us a little bit, that'd be great. Sure, yeah. The the research that I did for my dissertation research was in, in Uganda, in East Africa, um, on the border between Kenya and Uganda. And I was looking at food insecurity and the ways that people cope with seasonal food insecurity because most, most um, producers there are producing the food that they need to survive, um, but then also to sell to, for their, their economic needs as well. So there's always periods of shortfall. And so the group of people that I had been working with were displaced from um, the top of a mountain where they had been keeping cattle and, and foraging in the forest, displaced from there 
to another area on the mountain, Mount Elgon. And so they were um, building new lives and new livelihoods and new communities in the face of this. So I was looking at kind of the long-term effects of that that um, displacement on their abilities to, to cope with food shortage. So we lived on a farm with a wonderful family, William and Beatrice, and their nine children. Wow, um, that is hard to remember. It's hard to count that many, isn't yes. it? Yes, <laughs> um, but we're still we're, we're still in, in touch with them. But we lived oh, on nice. the small farm, did um, research for, we were there for, for about 12 months total. Oh my goodness, that's um, a long time. And and so agrobiodiversity was something that really came out for me from from working with a lot of the, the farmers there was the importance of uh, planting a variety of different kinds of things. Exactly. N- never having just one, all your eggs in one basket. Right. Because and it's life-threatening solutions. Yeah, absolutely. You, if you don't have good ones. Absolutely. And especially if you're not irrigating and, and you're not mechanized and you don't have a lot of inputs, mm-hmm. um, you're really at the mercy f- of your ecological knowledge. And I, I would talk to, to farmers who had been, they were so observant that they could tell when a cloud bank kind of came in on this one part of the valley, then the rains were going to come next Thursday. Oh, okay. You know? And so they were like doing their digging or their planning at that moment yeah. to be able to get the seed started. Exactly. That's exactly. interesting. So, um, but really knowing your your, your environment. Yeah. And, and that's what's at stake when people get moved around mm-hmm. as well um, is is you lose that knowledge. So, oh, yeah. So we're, we're really, we, we focus a lot of about that on, on our farm too. We try to take some inspiration there and say, how can we remember, how can we cultivate this collective memory in an institution where people are coming and going all the time? Right. We have uh, some text messages and one of them, if we can just touch on it, um, let's see, it was uh, about the sewage that's uh, going on. Uh, Yeah, here it is. Uh, It's from uh, Bubba. We love Bubba. And it's this great topic today. What do your guests think about the sewage dump problems in St. Pete and Bocasilla Bay? Seems like a big problem at Ecker College. Too much poo-poo. Is that something that's affecting you? Um, occasionally it does. Uh, they do have some problems in Frenchman's Creek, and we get a, a notice on campus saying, don't swim. Um, so far, we haven't had any problems with the runoff in, on our farm. Oh, that's good. Um, but we that's our neighbor, direct neighbor. We see that, that sewage treatment plant um, every day. Uh, I have another one. Uh, sorry, thank you. Uh, sorry if I missed it, but for those in Sarasota, look into Eat Local Week, October twenty one through twenty eight. And thank you for all your great shows, Zach and Sarasota. And uh, then uh, let's see, Jungle Jay put in his information, and I'll have that on the link. So, uh, what do we need to? We were getting close to the end. Uh, is there some uh, real quick? Because I need to bring us out at the end. Sure. You something you really like to talk about, or I, I would love to to talk a little bit about my St. Pete Center Faculty Fellows uh, Project mm-hmm. that I've been working on. So myself and, and Hillary Flower, she's also a professor in environmental studies. We're the two inaugural faculty fellows for the St. Pete Center for. I'm going to have to get it right. <laughs> Civic <laughs> engagement and social impact. I want to make sure I get the whole thing. Civic uh, but, engagement and social, social impact. Yes. So all, all these great things. But this is a new program at Eckerd College that seeks to really strengthen our relationships with with surrounding organizations. And the partnership um, or the project that, that um, I've been supported for this year was really to try to develop the knowledge hub aspect of our farm really as a way of supporting all the great work that people are doing, not only here in St. In St. Petersburg, but also in the Tampa Bay area. And so I've been working with Erica Hall from the Florida Food Policy Council and Will Schonbacher um, from USF, the Urban Food Sovereignty Working Group. 
and also in religious studies, Amber Peterson from SUAC, um, and, and Jenny Fessler, who's our new program director at the, uh, the St. Pete Center. And anyway, we're going to have an event, I think, in the spring that is a showcase for food systems work. So a time to get bring people together and have some conversations about what are the common problems that mm-hmm. everybody faces and how can we come together to develop collaborative solutions. That's, so, a, that's great because that's the whole thing, right? right. It becomes the fabric. Now, we're, we're getting low, well, so and the I, kitty's got I, her I mouth was, up and I she wants to say want something. I want to put a, a note in here yes. that community gardens can play a role in food systems. Absolutely. So think about it. Yeah, because you're giving your food to the the cafeteria and, and this and that. And I know and all the 25 community gardens that are here in Hillsboro are feeding people right from their garden to their tables and to the community because many of the community gardens in Hillsborough County do have uh, a, an active program where they are uh, their food is going to a, a food a distribution center of some kind, soup kitchen or Metropolitan Ministries or that's something. So you know that that's something that's going on very actively yep. on this side of the bay. I'm not sure how much giving goes on on Pinellas. Not meaning to cast aspersions, but just I just don't know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, but the the application is is there. You know, I can just see this as a huge um, event for all the leaders of all these groups to get together in some sort of an organized time. This just could be very, very exciting. All the components. Exactly. At once. the food system. Yeah. I just love this. You know, I need to talk about what we did, and uh, I'm so glad that you came. Thank you so much for showing up and being live. And Kitty, <laughs> I love that you're here. I wish you'd come more often. I might just have you on all, all the time. Uh, well, of course, Kenny's in no, Alaska, no, we're, so we're, Kenny's going to come. Shout out to Kenny. Yeah, that's right. He's in Alaska. I hope you're enjoying yourself, Kenny. I've enjoyed myself. Yay. <laughs> and if you enjoyed the show and our weekly content, please go to WMNF.org, donating to the tip jar and especially directing your donation to the sustainable living show i also wanted to thank um uh, rick martinez he gave us a 200 bucks and we put that in our coffers but we are still low uh and so stay tuned for the next hour you'll hear wmnf tampa's monday music with flea and if you want to hear more public interest programming switch over to wmnf hd3 channel the source and listen with to today's tom martin show live make sure and tune in next Next Monday morning at 11 for the next Sustainable Living Show, we'll have Chris and Joni Kendrick from Sweetwater Farm. And like again, uh, their market opens on Sunday the 30th and music by our own, the Reverend Billy C. Wirtz. And follow our Facebook page, Sustainable Living WMNF, to stay in the loop. I'll have all these things that we talked about in there. And also listen to our past shows online. Just go to Listen On Demand in our schedule bio. I want to thank Bill and Kiki today for helping us out. We could never do it without you. And my name is Annie Ellis, and I know, Kitty, you yes. want to... Well, I just want to say that you can follow the Sustainable Living WMNF on no, no. Facebook. At the bottom. And uh, wait a minute, I'm just I'm, trying to... I'm Kitty Wallace. I'm Kitty Wallace, and I'm glad I was here, and I want to know <laughs> that you can see who, who's going to make a change in the world by looking in the mirror. Yes, And you can do everything together. We can. We can. Yay. Thank you.